Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts Couch to 80k Writing Bootcamp Week 7 Day 2. This week you're making the transition from individual exercises to working on a novel. How exciting! And before we go any further, I just want to address you personally and discuss where I'm meeting you with your writing. I'm sorry, not in the... I, now I'm saying that out loud it, and it sounds like I'm planning to f physically meet you. It sounded a bit creepy. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I mean the, the place you are at... Uh, in in the abstract um, metaphorical sense, rather than I'm not saying I, I'm not say, I'm not prepared to meet you in a coffee shop. I'm sorry. Um, so this boot camp is for people at all stages. Uh, as, and, but I suppose there are three uh, broad possibilities of where you are currently. Um, one, you've never written a novel. You've never attempted a novel. You've dived into this course to learn about creative writing. Maybe you've done a story or two in your time, but never a big project. Uh, or maybe you've never rewritten anything at all, but it's always been something you've kind of like it's been in your mind. Or maybe this is completely new to you. Wh whatever. But you were kind of like you would consider yourself a novice and really at the beginning of it. Um, to you, I say welcome. Um, it's wonderful to have you here. Uh, what an adventure you're on. You're doing something new. So many people spend their entire adult life doing everything they can to avoid situations where they're a beginner a novice where they've still got things to learn. I don't even think we notice as uh, adults how we manage to often build our whole lives so we're rarely in a situation that um, might make us feel uncomfortable, might be new to us, might be anything but something that we've actually done for years and is fairly routine to us. Um, whatever happens from here on out it's so so healthy and enriching to try new things i'm just patting you on the back for that basically you know for putting yourself in a position where you have to admit you're not an expert and 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 you have to prove to yourself uh, you you get to prove to yourself your your huge and ongoing potential for growth you know like that you can do it um perhaps all this sounds really cheesy i i realize like as the older i get the the cheesier uh, my advice as a teacher becomes i hope that, that that i'm still giving you enough tangible stuff to make all this worthwhile um feel free to dial my air punching motivational speaking down to a level you feel comfortable with but it is my sincere belief and i've watched many many people i've taught go through transformations as they turn up and give themselves permission to do the work and that is not because i'm some fucking super teacher inspirational mr chips kudos kind of uh, a, a mentor guru it's because of the permission they've given themselves and it's because they've turned up and done some work on something new and I think with any kind of creative process especially if you haven't done it before that is intrinsically valuable and yields results and you don't have to worry about the kind of product at the end of it which can can be good or bad you know you you will do your best on it and it might turn out really great but there is value in every moment you spend on this. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, well done. And I'm proud of you. And you have my admiration. Um, the second possibility of where you're at is that you've had a bit of success. You've written one or several novels. Um, you might have published them online and found a sizable paying readership. Or you might be traditionally 
published with an agent, an editor, the full bit. And you are presumably here because I'm guessing you miss the old days, right? You miss writing as something you came to for comfort. You miss wanting to write because it was stimulating, because you loved stories. Maybe now the literature fairy has doinked you on the head with the magic wand of legitimacy. You feel a bit of a fraud. You can't go to creative writing workshops anymore because you're supposed to know all that stuff now. You've worked and you've worked and you're not even sure you're any good sometimes. Like maybe people just have one or two novels in them, then that's it. The stories are out and and, and, and they're done. You're just this kind of like burst sagging chrysalis that once was nurturing a novel. And to you, I say you are a valuable, miraculous person just for being you. That's inherent. Sorry you're stuck for it uh, with it and sorry for being cheesy. But la, 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 that, your love of stories, uh, true... Not everyone has this love of stories, but it can be cultivated or it can be trampled on and you get to choose which. And a great way of killing your love for stories is by yoking your sense of self-worth to your ability to produce them. And I know it's hard because a career complicates things. You need money to live. So this isn't just artistic temperament. You know, you throwing yourself on a chaise long and, and fanning your face crying out oh whatever will become of us you know maybe you're in a job you hate that makes you feel tired and ill and sad and if you've got a great book deal you could escape it maybe uh, writing accounts for most of your income and if you can't keep producing you can't pay your rent both of these situations have the potential to generate stress which is a real thing and it's tough when a lot of writing advice comes from fucking upper middle class best-selling authors who say well you've just got to sit down and write and get through it and get through the doubt because they could live off their f- financial fat for years if their sales suddenly dried up of course it's easy for them if you're in this second category whatever i realize it's quite a broad Tia, um, all I'm asking is that you stick with me. What I'm trying to do here is show you a way of working that's efficient, that has problem-solving techniques built into it that you can apply when the wheels come off, and that reduces the amount of emotional friction that you generate as you write, which is um, inherently uh, inefficient. Now, uh, this isn't about turning up the car stereo to drown out the ominous knocking in the engine. It's about noticing that you're driving with the handbrake on. And sure, you might choose to think about other strategies you can pursue in the meantime with other aspects of your life. Is there something you can do about that shit job now rather than waiting for the riders of massive book deal to appear at dawn on the third morning and rescue you? Um, Maybe writing has become stressful for you because you're using your fantasies about it and what it could give you to avoid taking positive action in parts of your life you find difficult. And I know it's hard to let go of that writing as saviour slash vindication of my existence fantasy, especially if, you know, you've had some difficult times. But if you really want to produce good stories that have a chance of getting lucky and finding an audience and earning you money, your fixation on a goal that is ultimately out of your control, although you can do things to steer yourself towards it, um, rather than the process which is under your control, is actively damaging your chances of success. So fucking step off man uh the only work you can do is the work you do today give up the big dreams if they come they'll grow out of the love and the wise attention you invest now and and here's a big dream uh, better than all that money and like an audience of middle class people at a book festival clapping politely which is fine but actually not worth making yourself miserable over trust me Imagine if you could sit down at your computer and and love what you do. Imagine you could enjoy writing stories 
each time you do it and it and imagine it was fun and challenging and stimulating and it helped you work through some of your difficult emotions and it made you get sick yet less and it made you kinder and more thoughtful and more awake to life and it was always surprising and interesting and new it's not so much better than a big book deal and loads of critical acclaim like it's because that is actually a happy life and that's achievable uh and it's under your control dare to dream big uh i i don't think i think i think you thinking about a book deal and and, and the writing life you know i in the, the you know in some of the polls i've read you know author comes in at people's number one dream job and uh, uh you know the, the the financial aspect of it is different for different people but you know the thing you've got control over is whether this thing is 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 nourishing you or whether it's making you feel utterly shit about yourself and that's something that you can control and you can have it as a, a lovely thing in your life um but you've got to you know you've got to you've got to have a little bit of balance uh believe yourself believe that you can love writing the rest will probably follow in its wake you know who knows maybe i think things are more likely to go well for you on the career path of it if you just give up all that shit and just try and enjoy it finally uh there's a third a broad group uh these are those of you who've um you've written maybe there was a time in your life where you wrote quite a bit actually and you maybe you've had a go at a novel uh maybe you put something online but you know it wasn't your best work uh you might have done a story or two you were pretty happy with uh might have been a while ago and and you feel you're like you're neither here nor there with your writing you're not a beginner exactly but you don't feel like a legit writer either if someone asks you if you write the, the answer's complicated and you get a weird knot of guilt and embarrassment in your stomach oh, i, I kind of mean to do more but i've been busy at work and i was um I was, I, I was working on something a little while ago but i've kind of kind of like i'm not lost in i do want to get back to it i do want to get back to it you know what i'm talking about right you've had you've said that you've recognized this and in some ways out of the three groups i've identified um you have it the toughest because absolute beginners there's an energy and a freedom to going to something brand new never done it before well then the smallest success feels like it, a genuine achievement and it is no doubt about that it is a genuine achievement that's not a mirage um, but beginners recognize that it's a uh, achievement and they allow themselves to feel good about it they congratulate themselves because because they they know like externally that someone going from a start of nothing at all to doing something even slightly well is really impressive and it's kind of like fuck well i've learned a new skill well done me like it's 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 not so hard to give yourself a pat on the back for that whereas people like you uh, you might feel weird calling yourself a writer but it's it, but it's something you've always been interested in you like uh, stories uh, but you're down on yourself because you're not writing every day but you've got a job <laughs> so where would you find the time uh, and sometimes you have these pleasant fantasies of seeing your books in print with beautifully designed co covers and, and and people reading them and and caring about them uh, so you're constantly castigating yourself for a being neither one thing nor t'other it's tough you probably go through whole periods where you completely shut down your desire to write um just to give yourself a break um, and probably that is a only sort of semi-conscious thing but you just find other things to occupy yourself um and, and then when you do think about it you feel this weird mix of guilt and hope maybe you look forward to downtime where you have enough time to write and then when it comes 
you don't get as much done as you'd hoped or the reality of it is harder than you imagined and the ideas that felt so beautiful in your head seem to come out a bit mangled to you i say one it reflects very well on your character that you're trying to do this at all it's it's not been easy it makes you feel discomfort uh it can feel humiliating stroke humbling at times as well certainly it's not it, it, it's not it doesn't flatter your ego to try and do this and yet you're here now listening to me uh, which is a trial in itself and you haven't given up most people don't experience the kind of conflict that you're experiencing through simple dint of bailing and they arrive at some excuse oh it's not for me oh the publishing industry is a cartel anyway oh i think it's something i might try when i retire whatever they don't try they don't experience that tension that's the trade-off that's the decision they make so the fact that you haven't resolved the cognitive dissonance in your life uh, that you've had the stamina to stay uncomfortable or to keep contradictory knowledge in your head without collapsing it down to something less disruptive and more palatable, that's great. And it's a very, very rare quality. Um, the negative labels that maybe arise from that discomfort, oh, I'm useless, I'm lazy, I'm untalented. The fortune telling where you react as if the future's already happened, I'll never get this done, I'll never be able to enjoy writing or do it well. The all or nothing thinking where you turn nuanced messy reality into stark binaries. If I can't become a professional writer then my life is a failure. If I'm not making a living from writing by the time I'm 30 then I've left it too late. Blaming others maybe. Uh, if only my partner was more supportive I'd uh, more confidence and I'd be able to finish this if my job wasn't stressing me out so much I'd be able to write um, none of those thoughts are helpful and those are the ones they're distortions they're really they're what's sabotaging you rather than a lack of talent and uh, not some intrinsic failing or character flaw or the gods of fate and learning to uh, recognize those kind of automatic thoughts and, and uh, subject your implicit beliefs to the reasonable standard of skepticism you'd apply to any assertion you saw in print or just randomly shouted at you by a stranger that is a skill or rather an interlinked uh, class of skills and it takes time to get good at it but you can start right now and start getting better at it and getting relief from those thoughts straight away. And by sticking at it, you'll improve over time. And, and if you just thought in response to me uh, trotting out all this uh, CBT shit, uh, but I won't stick at it because I'm a lazy fuck or uh, it probably won't work for me anyway. I think that's bollocks. Congratulations, right? You've just noticed an automatic thought in your head and, and you can now take the time to evaluate rationally um, what elements of it, if any, are true? Um, I could ramble on for hours about this, but I just this was something that felt really important to me to kind of like to get everyone on the bus and 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 to just make sure that you personally feel like I've uh, you know I'm speaking to you and I, I I'm kind of we we know where each other are, so that's great. And I and I, I will talk a bit more sort of on this general topic tomorrow. Um, for now, let's get writing, okay? Thank you for listening to me and bearing with me. So after yesterday's broad potluck of possibilities, you're going to go completely the other way today. You're going to go on to a journey into, into the, the future. In this future, your novel is a real finished thing. Wow. But it can't go out without a title and a little blurb for the back of the cover explaining what the story is all about and enticing readers in. Oh, and um, I'm afraid we've gone so far into the future that you have sadly expired. Not you, the uh, time traveller, you in 
the real world. So um, this is a reprint edition. But hey, you're still in print. That's cool, right? Um, so as well as a paragraph or so selling the best things about this story, um, you're also going to be writing a little paragraph bio of you, the famous late author. We'll have a bit about your life as lived and we'll probably give the titles of the other great novels you wrote or at least the most famous ones and maybe any awards you won and uh, any other notable relevant events in your life. So just to for refresh your memory of, of, of what blurbs sound like, here's the blurb from the Alma Classics edition of The Master and Margarita by uh, Mikhail Bulgakov. I don't know if I've pronounced his, his name properly. I, 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 I'm, I'm not very learned. As a mysterious gentleman and self-proclaimed magician arrives in Moscow, followed by a most bizarre retinue of servants, which includes a strangely dressed ex-choir master, a fanged hitman and a mischievous tomcat with the gift of the gab, the Russian literary world is shaken to its foundations. It soon becomes clear that he is the devil and that he has come to wreak havoc among the cultural elite of the disbelieving capital. But the devil's mission quickly becomes entangled with the fate of the master, the author of an unpublished historical novel about Pontius Pilate, who has turned his back on real life and his lover Margarita, finding shelter in a lunatic asylum after traumatic publishers' rejections, vilification in the press and political persecution. Will the devil manage to enlist the fiery Margarita into his ranks? Will she remain faithful to the master to the very end and come to his rescue? At the same time, a satirical romp and a daring analysis of the nature of good and evil, innocence and guilt, the master and Margarita is the crowning achievement of one of the greatest Russian writers of the 20th century. And, and then there's a little uh, biog at the end. A trained doctor, Mikhail Bulgakov, uh, 1891 to 1940, became one of his era's most brilliant and daring writers. His career was plagued by Soviet censorship and The Master and Margarita was never published during his lifetime. Now, I suggest maybe you would make your story uh, description a little bit shorter and your bio, bio a tiny bit longer, but that's entirely up to you. And remember, this is just one possible future. Don't worry, you can still use the knowledge you gain here today to choose a different path. But for the next 10 minutes, using your notes from yesterday as a base, you're going to pick a title for your novel if you haven't already, then write a blurb for the back of the book that you think would draw readers in. Probably one of the best ways to do that is to think about what aspects of the story excite you. And don't forget the author bio. Right, are you ready? Don't worry, you'll do a great job. You've got ten minutes. Go.
And that's it. How was it? What have you come out with? After the podcast's finished, it might be useful to spend a minute reading back what you've written to yourself out loud just to get a sense of the rhythm of what you've written. Have you over-explained the story? Could you cut the first sentence or two of the blurb to hit the meat of the plot quicker? And does this sound like a story you'd want to read? It's worth paying attention to any bits where you've been vague about what happens or parts you found hard to write. Those may well be areas where you haven't properly worked out what might happen, in which case you can start to pull those bits into focus by doing the exercise from yesterday. Just starting to flesh things out with a bunch of mites. Where, specifically, might your protagonist go to get answers? Who might he encounter there? What might he want? Whatever. Okay, so I'll leave that pie to cool on uh, the window ledge for now. And tomorrow we'll uh, cut ourselves the first warm slice. Goodbye. <laughs>